Hello and welcome to the Prayer Plus podcast, where we explore prayer and life in the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Andaza Hezekiah, and in this special New Year episode, I'll be talking about adding fasting to prayer. I've added this episode considering that the year 2023 is just beginning, and there are many believers who take out time to engage fasting with prayer. At our church, we are fasting for 21 days with prayer in the morning and in the evening. If this is a new concept for you, or you are just returning to the idea of fasting at the start of the year, I believe this will bless you. Let's get into it. Many Christians are aware of the discipline of prayer and fasting, that it was an important part of Jesus' life and ministry. Jesus famously declared, my house shall be called a house of prayer. The work of prayer most foundationally is how we communicate and engage in fellowship with our Heavenly Father, the Almighty God. It is also how we press in to hear the Father's heart on what His will is on any matter. In the model prayer that Jesus taught the disciples, He opens with the words, Our Father who is in heaven. It is important to understand and always remember that all prayer is to be directed towards God the Father. Secondly, the Lord teaches that we should pray in His name as we request these things of the Father. See John chapter 16 and verse 24. Third and most often missing from many mainline denominational teachings in recent times is the spiritual work of fasting. Jesus taught the early disciples to add fasting to prayer. Uh, We read of this account in Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 to 21, where the disciples had already attempted to cast out an evil spirit out of a child. Let us read the verses from the New King James Version. And from verse 14 of Matthew 17, Here we go. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Obviously, the disciples, as curious and zealous apprentices, had seen the master cast out evil spirits severally and assumed they could also just do the same by trying hard enough. Their assumption must have been encouraged by this father who was helpless with the situation that was dire. He didn't know what to do. He also assumed the same as well as the fact that there was nowhere to turn. So he assumed that disciples who had been with Jesus, he knew that Jesus had been healing people, casting out devils and all of that. And I I do not think that he was wrong in his assumption, but we eventually found out he was wrong, right? Because we see that this was not the case. As we read from the distressed father's testimony in verse 16, thankfully, the Lord Jesus took command of the situation and cast out the evil spirit, curing the child. Much later, while debriefing, the disciples asked Jesus why they could not cast the demon out. And Jesus said two things. First, because of unbelief. So we need to deal with unbelief. If you're a believer, you have to believe the word of God. You have to believe what Jesus said, that we will cast out devils. That's where it all begins. After belief is established, that you believe that what Jesus has said is true for you, no matter how tall, how short, how, you know, your body size, that's not the issue. It's a condition of the heart. Do you believe? It's all to do with faith. Then the second 
thing that Jesus said was that they needed to add habitual fasting to prayer because this kind of demon does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Apparently, the disciples had learned to pray from observing the Lord and from the direct tutoring and coaching they had received from him. But now they needed to learn the art and practice of adding fasting to prayer. What else do we learn? We can reasonably conclude from Jesus' words in verse 21 that adding fasting to prayer will grant us power in prayer to overcome Satan's arsenal in spiritual warfare. Also, looking closely at the verse, Jesus said, if we meditate a little bit more on something in that verse, he said, this kind, this kind. I like to think that this statement provides us with the principle for practice. The principle here is that adding fasting to prayer is applicable not only to a child possessed and troubled by a demon, as we see in the scriptural account, but also to any intractable problem for which we are seeking divine solutions. So friends, go ahead and boost prayer power by adding fasting to prayer from time to time. I'll say that again. Go ahead and boost prayer power by adding fasting to prayer from time to time. That's all, friends, for this episode. If you've been blessed and you feel a stirring in your heart, feel free to stop by our website, prayerpluspodcast.com, and leave us a voicemail. Tell us how the Lord has blessed you. Also, please share this message with your friends so they can consider adding fasting to prayer as well. I hope to see you on the next one, where we'll focus more on how and what to pray about. God bless you. See you soon.